pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. So before we start the business of the meeting, um, I'd like to open up the floor uh, for any nominations for chairperson. Chairman. Yes, Mayor Ruby. Uh, I nominate uh, Mr. Rose to be our chairman, although Mr. Rose is ill this evening. Uh, he has consented uh, for the nomination, so I, I so move that uh, we nominate him for chairman. Second. Uh, motion by Mayor Ruby, seconded by Mr. McCrodden. Uh, discussion? Roll call. Ms. Gagliano? Here. Uh, Mr. Caruso? Oh, we need to move that nominations be closed. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Okay. Now, roll call on the. I move that Mr. Rose be elected chairman of the Board of Zoning Appeals for the uh, year 2023. Second. Motion by Mayor Ruby, second by Mr. McCrodden. Discussion? Roll call. Ms. Gagliano? Here. Mr. Hassman? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Collin? Yes. Mr. McCrodden? Yes. Mr. Caruso? Yes. Motion passes. Um, next, do I hear any nominations for vice chairperson? I move that Mr. Hasman be nominated for vice chair. Second. Are there any other nominations? Hearing done, Mr. Chairman, I uh, make a motion that we close nominations. Second. Uh, all in favor? Aye. 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 Next, I have a motion to elect Mr. Hasman as vice chairman. of. So moved. Second. Motion by Mayor Ruby, seconded by Mr. McCrodden. Discussion, roll call. Ms. Gagliano? Yes. Mr. Hassman? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Collin? Yes. Mr. McCrodden? Yes. Mr. Caruso? Yes. Uh, thank you. Uh, now that we have the chairperson <coughs> and vice chairperson in place, I will turn the meeting over to Our Mr. Hassman. Secretary. secretary then. Oh, I forgot. Okay. Do we have a nomination for secretary? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I nominate uh, Mr. McCrodden to be our secretary. Second. Oh, wait a minute. Were you? Okay. He was. Yeah. Are there any other nominations? Move to close. So move. Second. All in favor? Aye. 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 Motion to elect Mr. McCrodden secretary. So move. Second. Motion by Hasman, second by Collins. Discussion? Roll call. Ms. Gagliano? Yes. Mr. Hassman? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Collin? Yes. Mr. McCrodden? Abstain. Mr. Caruso? Yes. Okay. Now with that, I will turn the rest of the meeting over to Mr. Hassman. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Caruso. <clears throat> and welcome everyone to the uh, January meeting of the Brexville Board of Zoning Appeals. Um, the purpose of tonight's meeting is to uh, review, review requests for variations from the Brexville Building Code uh, today we're going to consider two requests for a variation that would normally be prohibited by the um, city's building code. Uh, the city allows for this process because every property is different and um, may have some unique characteristics uh, 
that might pose a hardship or some practical difficulty, uh, usually not of your own making, that may make it difficult to, to comply with the city's building code. Classical cases are like a ravine that you might have in your backyard uh, or projects being built on an irregularly shaped lot. Uh, so what happens when you have a project in mind, you go to the building department, a discussion uh, ensues, and you might learn that uh, uh, the property, the, the, the improvement that you want to make to your property is not in compliance with the building code. Uh, so you either have to make some adjustments to comply or go through this process, which we're going through here tonight, to uh, appeal your project and have us agree to um, uh, make an exception for your particular plans. So if you uh, choose to appeal, you complete an application. Uh, notices are and have been uh, distributed to alert your nearby neighbors that uh, uh, you're requesting a variance and that uh, uh, you've already posted a sign in front of your property and so on uh, that you're going to go through this process. Uh, meanwhile, those of us on the board, and there are six of us tonight out of the usual seven, um, will have, uh, have reviewed and uh, received a copy of your application along with any other printed materials that you may have uh, provided along with supporting documents or any other uh, supporting evidence. Uh, we've all been out, I believe, to see your property uh, so that we understand and have familiarized ourselves with your situation. So that's how we come to be here today. Uh, so tonight's meeting, as all meetings, will be divided into two parts, a public hearing and a business meeting. And the uh, public hearing is the time when the uh, appellant is asked to come forward to the podium and to present his or her case. Uh, and as the case is called, um, we'll ask you to explain the nature of your project, uh, why, it's a, why you need a variance, uh, what kind of hardship that you have, and so on. Um, uh, we might also ask you to uh, explain any other alternatives that you may have considered and possibly what your neighbors think uh, about your project. Uh, next, we, the members of the board, will uh, take this opportunity to ask whatever questions we might have on our mind um, and uh, get any feedback <coughs> from uh, other members of the audience that may be in attendance tonight. Uh, finally, if there's no more questions or comments, uh, we'll ask for a motion to close any further discussion and move on to the next appeal. Following the uh, public hearing, we'll move immediately on to the business meeting, and this is where the actual decision-making process uh, happens and uh, you might want to stick around to listen to see what uh, becomes of the voting process that we're going to be taking later on in this meeting. Now what we need is four out of the seven uh, standing members of the Board of Zoning Appeals to approve the process. Um, if there are any absences as there, as there are tonight, you'll still need four uh, affirmative votes in order for the uh, appeal to, to pass. Um, and if you feel that you might want to, to wait uh, until the following month when maybe there's seven of us, then you can, you can certainly do that. But otherwise, we'll move forward uh, with the vote tonight, uh, unless we hear from you otherwise. Um, if your uh, request is approved, then it's passed along to City Council. And City Council really is the only body that can actually officially approve uh, your appeal. Uh, we approve it as a Board of Zoning Appeals to pass it along to City Council. Uh, if we don't approve it here, then the issue uh, does not go on to City Council and it, it doesn't move forward. Uh, the only way it can move forward is if you would like to revise your appeal within the next six months to become substantially uh, different than what you had presented before, uh, taking into account some of our 
um, issues that we had had with it that caused us not to uh, approve it and, um, and, and reapply for an appeal uh, in uh, subsequent months. Um, so that's basically the process. Um, so um, would, this, would uh, Gina, you please uh, call the roll for the, uh, for the public hearing. Ms. Gagliano? Here. Mr. Caruso? Here. Mayor Ruby? Here. Mr. Collin? Here. Mr. McCrodden? Here. Mr. Hassman? Here. Um, the uh, first appeal is appeal number 202301 Lee Seng for a variance from section uh, 1119.09D not to install the required public sidewalks until such time that the city deems appropriate for the construction of a single family dwelling located at 6401 Miller Road, permanent parcel 604-06-012. Do we have an appellant? Please approach, thank you. Please identify yourself and uh, tell us a little bit about your project. Hi folks, I'm Lee Sang, I live at 6401 Miller Road and um, I uh, had this house built, took a long process, about four years, to have it completed, got the um, occupancy permit a few weeks ago. And I was invited to this um, hearing to appeal uh, the variance for a sidewalk. Hmm. Didn't know anything about this until I got the notice. <coughs> so I'm here today. Okay. Well, thank you very much. Uh, this is a pretty routine appeal that comes before this, this group, uh, and, but it, it's something that we need to go through because it varies from the building code. Mm -hmm. Thank you. Um, I have no further questions. Is there anyone else on the board that has any questions for Mr. Seng? Are there any members from the audience that like to uh, raise any questions of this particular appeal? Well, hearing none, do we have a motion to close this, uh, for, to so close any further discussion? Second. Thank you. Uh, motion by uh, Mr. McCrodden, second by Mr. Caruso. Um, um, okay, well then, thank you. Okay. For me? All in favor. Oh, yes, thank you. All in favor, please say aye. 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 Uh, those opposed? Any abstains? Thank you. Thank you very much, Mr. Singh. Our, uh, our second appeal for the evening and last appeal for the evening is Appeal 2023-02, Evergreen Woodcraft for Mark and Christy Sponsiller for a variance from Section 1151.26, two to place a shed in front of the building line as shown on the drawing dated 12-16-22, <clears throat> and two, a variance from Section 1151.39A5 from the maximum six-foot projection to allow eight feet for a covered entry on a corner lot located at 6610 Morningside Drive, permanent parcel, parcel 603.21-077. Uh, Welcome. Please identify yourself. Yeah, my name is Steve Kuiper with Evergreen Woodcraft. This is the homeowner. Um, and so basically the background is um, they've, they've lived there, I think, six years. No, three years. Three years, I'm sorry. And they've done a lot of landscaping and, and really done a great job with the landscaping. And now they want to do kind of the entire house. Um, they're going to be doing a deck and new siding and um, <coughs> garage doors and everything. And it'll all be a, a large investment into the home, adding a new front porch roof and a side porch roof and things like that. I will not be doing the deck, but the deck has been approved to come out eight feet 
um, off the side of the house, um, which I think that that's within regulation because a deck um, doesn't, um, doesn't fall under the same restrictions. And so their, their hope was just that they could cover the entire deck area with a roof um, so they could have a sitting area on the side of the house. And I think that the main difference with a normal home or this is on a corner lot. And so it's really the side of the house, but it faces the, the more traffic road, I suppose. So it has two front yards. Um, and then the second one is the location of the shed. And um, the, the approved location is in the back corner, which is kind of behind the house, up on a hill, where they, they use that area for um, the kids to play games there. And it's kind of the flat area of the yard. And so there's this landscaped area um, down closer to the sidewalk where they, they would, it would be closer to the garage and the driveway. And that would be the ideal location for the shed. And the idea for the shed is going to be to not make it one of those pre-made um, kind of pop up there <coughs> little barns, but it will match the house. It'll have a garage door that'll be the exact same as the house. It'll have windows and trim that'll make it really nice. Um, so it'll be almost look more like a playhouse than a shed in some ways, but it will have a garage door on it. Um, and there's already some landscape beds. Um, if you guys went out there and saw, I did stake um, and kind of we wanted to nestle it inside those existing beds, but they do plan to do more um, landscaping there. They're going to be doing a lot more landscaping around the new deck and everything like that. So um, that's the main goal of the project. So the, um, the hardship is that that's the only really level place where you could put it or? Well, actually the, the shed is going to be taking up the non-level part. So the, the level part of the yard will be still for playing and, <clears throat> and games and, and sports. And then we can build a shed on any terrain we'll just level out the ramp or the, we'll, we'll regrade the yard right where the entrance to the shed is. Um, but the shed will be um, built, you know, the poles will go in the ground, but the grade can, can do whatever around the shed. So that's, it's actually easier to do it on a slant than play a game on a slant. Yeah. And how, how close will the shed be to the edge of the property line, basically from the roadway? From the, yeah, so 20 feet off of the building right-of-way, which is the edge of the sidewalk. So I think the sidewalk is 10 feet from the road, from the edge of the sidewalk to the edge of the road. Yeah. Is that standard? So it's about 30 feet from the edge of the road, I think. Mm -hmm. And as far as any alternatives are concerned, I, I guess I'm speaking for myself, um, the, the shed seems like it's kind of right there where everybody's going to see it as they go down what is, is otherwise a, a beautiful looking road. Um, and, and it caused me to wonder whether the playground, which is not going to be a permanent structure, uh, could at some point be, maybe could be moved where you're planning on putting the, uh, um, the shed and put the shed behind the house where it's sort of tucked out of the way, knowing that at some point as the children grow up, you would be dismantling the, uh, the playground set. Um, were, was any of that considered? Well, so in terms of that whole idea, so my kids still use the play structure. And um, my other son still uses the backyard for soccer. And I imagine in about 10 years from now, we might be looking to downsize. So maybe stay there, maybe not. Um, the shed, we're hoping to store bicycles and all the other toys my kids play with. So that's why I wanted to have it kind of closer to the driveway. Mm -hmm. 
Um, in terms of another location, I would maybe consider, and I don't know exactly how you would show it on this diagram, but maybe even behind that um, the area that we were out looking at, um, I guess it's more south of that whole area where that riverbed is. Um, I'd maybe consider that too. So moving it away from the road another 20 feet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I really, it, so the, the really the flattest area really is in the middle of my road, m middle of my uh, backyard. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, I wasn't thinking about taking the, down the play structure to put in the shed. Yeah, and I, I, I did notice that, and I'm sure we all did, that uh, many of your neighbors have agreed to have you put that there, and they're, they're in favor of that, or at least don't mm -hmm. have any uh, um, big objections to it. But I noticed that the <coughs> neighbor to the west of you wasn't among those people that uh, signed that form. Have you spoken with them? They're right I here. think that they would, excuse me? They're right behind oh, me. Good. Okay, good. We'll get to them, I'm sure, in a few minutes. Yeah. Um, there's been, there's been, I've answered every question that they've asked. So Good. there's been a lot of uh, back and forth, and yeah, so I'm sure they're going to give you their thoughts. Good to know. Okay, yes, thank you. I sure. can ask the question. Yes, of course. Um, just so I'm clear, the, the only variance isn't the size, it's just the location, correct? Correct. And uh, <coughs> could you share with us any kind of plans to landscape around it? Is there plans to plant any kind of, yeah. you have Arbor Viti already that kind of shades Right now, we have Arbaviti um, by our deck, and so I spoke with my landscaper, uh, and he said that what he would do is he would plant Arbavetis around the shed. So kind of like mask it, mm -hmm. and probably put some, um, what are they called, like the tall grasses in between. So, so some screening if you're driving west on Greystone <coughs> or... Yeah. Heading back towards 21 East. He was planning on doing it all around the shed. So if that's, yeah, I'm happy to do that. So. How tall is the shed? It'll be 10 foot tall to the peak. And so I was there, when I staked it out, I measured to those existing bushes. They're kind of um, bushes, they're not trees, but the top of the bushes is about the, the height. Of, okay. the, of the shed. The peak may be a little bit taller, but it's, it's pretty similar. The there. stakes with the blue tape on top, yeah. that, that was the size of it? Yep. Okay. Yeah, that, that's all I have. And one more Thank thing you. to add, I think that I speak for Christy as well. We're, um, our, our main idea is to get the shed in that location. We are open to, you know, if we need to dress it up a little bit with, you know, a window or a door in a certain location, we're happy to do that. You know, making sure that it looks presentable. It's just that that's where they would desire to put it. Thank you. Um, thank you, Mr. Crusoe. Any other comments, questions? Uh, from Mr. The board? Chairman, just an observation. Uh, we had a similar situation in our neighborhood some years ago, and the people built the shed in the exact <coughs> style of location where you choose to put yours, and uh, they did it without proper permits from the city. And when it came time, they were not able to get a variance and had to move the shed on the opposite side, on the, nature, the side of where your playground is. So to me, that, that sets a pretty strong precedent. Thank you. <clears throat> Thank you, Mr. McCrodden. Any other comments or questions? Mr. Collin? Uh, where's the garage that are gonna be? Is it gonna be on the, uh, uh, I guess, east side of the uh, structure? That was the design, yeah, closest to the driveway. So yeah. Exactly. And then I assume you're going to 
create some kind of uh, either walkway or uh, sidewalk that'll run from uh, either the driveway to the shed or, or the house to the shed so that uh, bikes can be moved uh, instead of you know running them just across the grass? What's contemplated in terms of a, a pathway to the shed? You know what, I haven't gotten that far with, I, I actually, I told my husband I wanted to do that, so he's kind of leaving it up to me. So I don't want to be tracking back and forth with my kids through the mud, so I'm all for some kind of path, either if it's a gravel or if it's uh, concrete, either one would be fine. Well, candidly, my concern as I studied your property was that the shed is, uh, pretty close to the street and in relation to the other structures on on the uh, I guess Greystone mm -hmm. um, it looks like it's going to be sort of out of line not dramatically but significantly um, and I think Mr. Hazen may have already raised this but uh, did you consider moving it back farther closer to the house and and what's the uh, if if you did but concluded that isn't a good idea why isn't it a good idea um well i think that the house that the the deck is actually coming out eight feet so i wasn't th really thinking about bringing it too close because um, i'm trying to think of how that would look spatially on the property bringing it even closer to, I don't know, what were your thoughts on? Um, yeah, so I think we were just trying to get it into that, that corner there and maintain as m much of the yard as possible. I think, um, I'm not sure, is there a, a, a zoning regulation on how far apart? I'm from Granger, and I know in Granger you have to keep 25 feet from a permanent structure to a permanent structure. Um, I'm not sure if that's the same here, but we would be pretty close to that if we went from the deck to the shed um, in this location. So you're the regulations for house and shed separation. Oh, okay, yeah. So then it could go up a little bit higher on the on the hill, closer to the flat spot. It, it could do that. And I think she's open to moving it up the hill a little bit. Um, I would be okay moving it. So we're, um, I, I don't know. I don't know why. There's a good way to describe this. I would be fine moving it a little south onto my property, like behind that area. I don't want to move it closer to my driveway. Um, what we have right now is this kind of a dinky little entrance to my house that's right next to the garage. It's kind of an afterthought. So our thought was, let's have a porch and have it connected to the deck to have it more of like a nicer entrance to my house. So I wouldn't want to have the shed in front of my view because it's kind of like a porch I'm kind of creating, you know? So I, don't, I wouldn't want to bring that shed in front of, you know, I, I, I guess I'm questioning where you're asking where I was thinking about putting the shed <clears throat> in another, like bringing it closer to the driveway? Well, uh, I'll ask another question. Just looking at the, at the plan that the, uh, the drawing that was submitted in support of the application. Mm -hmm. It looks like you've got 20 feet um, between uh, or 
the property line that separates you and your neighbor to, I guess it would be the west. Um, you've got 20 feet to work with there. Right. Did you consider moving it closer to your neighbor's uh, property line? Well, the only problem with that is it kind of dips down, and I believe we have an easement there because when there's like water, then that's where the water would flow. Am I correct with this? Yeah. 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 So I don't know how far I could go back there because the property does dip back. But I am fine going, you know, whatever 30 feet from the property line going south. That's fine. Thank you. Yeah. Any other comments or questions? Mr. Chairman, I suggest when we get to this for a motion, we separate it into two parcels. One for the porch and one for the shed because people may wish to vote differently. Um, I would be in agreement for, with that. I would assume the rest of the members do as well. Thank you very much, Mr. McCrodden. Good idea. Um, thank you very much. Uh, are there any other comments from members of the audience? Uh, perhaps your neighbors would <coughs> like to stand up. Please approach. Please approach. Yeah, sure. Thank you. Sir, please so we are the, yourself. Oh, Todd Romance, come on up. We're, we're the infamous neighbors to the West that have been talked about. So um, we had a couple questions. Um, we've been in communication with the spawn sellers on this. So there were just a couple questions we weren't sure of. And we have a prepared statement. And uh, we think we have an alternative solution that works well for both sides that addresses some of these concerns that um, the board has. Um, I guess first question is, what direction will the side of the shed face that has the proposed windows and man door? Can you help us understand that? The goal was to put the windows and the man door the, to the south towards the deck and the house, and then the other side would be covered with landscaping. Would that preclude, though, putting up, you know, we, we talked about tall arbor bodies surrounding, I think you said the whole thing, right, except not the, the man door. Would not the garage door. The garage door, not yes. The garage Three door. sides and not the garage door. Would that preclude putting up Arbor Body covering those windows? Because we would not want to be looking at these windows. We'd rather see Arbor Body high covering the whole structure than looking at windows. I understand those for decorative purposes. We get that. But we wouldn't want to see that. So is there an opportunity to? I can't speak for Kristen. I think she would be OK with Arbor Bites instead of windows. Okay, I mean, it would save money, and I just don't know if you want it for a specific reason, and, but I think... We were just trying to make it look alternative. <coughs> okay, fine. Um, are windows required by the city code for an outdoor shed or a man door? In other words, can they do a shed with no windows, no man door, just the overhead garage door that will be facing east? Is that allowed by city code? Windows aren't required, but a man door is required. A man door is on one of the sides. Okay. Um, right now, there's raised landscaping. All right. Is that going to be taken away and then the and then the shed put level with the ground and then and then it would be nice if they could then raise the beds on the sides and that so that the arbor body go high versus putting it on the raised landscaping. Is that I'm not the landscaper, but I assume they'll build up the beds around. Right. You don't plan on, you don't plan on putting it on, on the raised bed, right? They what they're I, I think some of it will <coughs> Pardon us, we've had some emails but we haven't gotten every detail worked out. So if you don't mind, it's kind of learning for all of us. Around it, right, yeah, but flat on the ground. Okay, cool. Um, and then the planned start date for the shed. I mean, just to let you know, we're, we're okay with the roof. You know, we're, we, we support the variance for the roof, so we're just basically here to talk about the shed. 
Um, so I guess our question is, is what's the plan start date? You've got multiple projects, Christy, so which is, is there a, you kind of said January through March, but what, how's it gonna flow? Can you help us understand that? Well, I think what we were, we were waiting for the materials to come in for the site, correct? Yeah, so the deck, I, I was working closely with the deck company. Right. They're gonna do the frame underneath the porch first, and they're waiting on this approval to make sure that they build the deck to the right size of the roof. Right. Um, and so that, I think as soon as this meeting is um, determined either way, then the deck will, will proceed first, and the siding on the house and the porches, and then the shed will be after that. So I would assume that everything will be done by March, but um, depending on weather. So how long does it take to build the deck and the siding and, and all that stuff before the shed? So the, the siding project is a, is a few weeks. It's, a, it's kind of a custom um, siding. It's not a, just a typical vinyl siding. So I think three weeks for the exterior of the home. The deck, I'm not, I'm not building the deck, but um, I would assume a few weeks on that as well, three weeks or four weeks. So were we looking at, I mean, from your discussions, Chrissy, like early to mid-March for the shed? Is that what Probably. you think? Probably, I mean, that's, we, it would be like a process, like you say. We, I think the deck, that's gonna be starting up, you know. Within the next few weeks. Within the next few depending weeks, on so this it okay. sounds as if, you know, once, this, once the deck is finished, Okay, very good. That's good. And then you had one question, Jan. Well, the um, question was posed, can the shed be closer to the driveway? And I heard Chrissy say she does not want that because of her side door entrance. But can it? Is that allowable still as a variance to be instead of in the corner closest to so our So going further, property. going east. Since it is a garage-looking yeah. shed, can it be closer to the well, driveway? It, it, based Since on the discussion, it sounds like it's, that They want okay. the bikes and they said toys, so that's closer to the garage. It seemed that would mm -hmm. better facilitate bringing them out and, and yes. doing that. So can it be moved? I guess it would be eastward. Yes. We're talking eastward, east so from of west towards us. I think the answer is probably yes, because uh, there's no uh, restriction between. Well, I guess that's exactly what's before this board. It's not allowed in front of the building line. <clears throat> so anything in front of the line is not allowed, right. and that would be determined up to this board to determine what is an adequate yeah. or an acceptable location. Well, I, think, I think one thing we don't want to do tonight is I don't think we want to redesign this on the fly. I Fair think, enough. I, I think we've got, we've got the issue that's presented to us that uh, we've discussed, I think, pretty thoroughly, and I think we need to vote on that. Okay, well, we, we have a prepared statement. If the board wouldn't mind, I mean, we, we would appreciate it. We've obviously had a fair amount of time to think about it. We're most visually impacted by this. Right. And so we... we, uh, Mr. we Mr. If I might make one sure. more statement. I misspoke about the, door, the access. So you are required to have a man door for a garage, but for a shed, by code, there is no requirement to, to gain entry into that building, whether it's a garage or a man door. Okay. Overhead or mandatory. Noted. Thank you. Would it be all right to just read? It takes, I, at the time, it was like six minutes. So. Please, uh, go um, ahead. Yes. That's why we're here. <laughs> all right. Um, so my name's Todd Romance. This is Jan. Uh, we'd like to extend our thanks first to um, the building department. Spent a fair amount of time on the phone with um, Scott Packard, and I say this humorously, I've learned more about sheds than I ever wanted to know in my lifetime and where they can be placed and what variances <laughs> allow. So. The building department was so cooperative to us in helping to understand this. Uh, we've been Brexville residents for the past 35 years, 30 in the current home next to the spawn cellars. Um, so we're the next door neighbors directly to the west. Our house faces Greystone Parkway. And as the spawn cellars lots a corner lot, so as you toured it, 
There's very little privacy. Their backyard faces our three-car garage, and essentially their house backyard is from the middle of our driveway all the way to the back of our driveway. Um, our property is closest to the construction of all these projects, so we believe we're the ones that are going to be most impacted by this construction. First and foremost, we have no objection to the variance that's being requested for the additional, I think it's a two or three foot overhang for the porch and roof. Um, our primary purpose tonight is to speak to the variance on the 16 by 12 shed. Look, I, I think anyone that stands up here with a neighbor proposing a shed is not going to be happy. I mean, we're not. I mean, it's, it's visually unattractive versus what we've looked at for 30 years, which is greenscape and landscaping. But well, we understand that the city of Brexville allows for sheds. Our neighbors have a right to put up sheds and to ask for variances for them. We understand that. Um, but in this instance, compared to other shed locations we've observed throughout our Country Woods development in other locations, um, this proposed variance is unique in the sense that it's allowing a shed, as, was, as the board said, to be placed very, very close to not only our existing lot line, but the existing sidewalk along Greystone Parkway and by definition along Greystone Parkway. Um, there's no other shed in our development that's situated this way. And we point this out, and again, this, this is starting out a little negative, but we have a, we have a solution and we can work cooperatively with, um, with the Stansos, but we point out because it means the following. Most of the, our neighbors that are driving in and out of the development are gonna be passing by this particular shed every single day, hundreds of times. Okay. Um, that's just a fact, because most of the homes in the division are to the west of where this shed will be. This is part of the last phase. We are part of the, the last phase of construction. And all the walkers and their dogs are going to be passing this by as well. Okay, um, and then we'll see it whenever we go outside on our driveway and our cars and that. Okay, we bring up all of this preceding negative information as it is very real to us, and it will affect more than just ourselves. But, and this is a big but, it does not mean that we are objecting to the variance requested because a proposed solution is on the table to resolve those issues. Okay, the potential solution, which we proposed in an email to the spawn sellers, and which we indicated them was important to us, appeared to be favorably received by them, and from their comments tonight, they've agreed to it. And quite simply, it's just providing a natural wall of arborvitae, evergreens, whatever it is, that's essentially going to block off that entire footprint along with bushes, grasses, whatever, make it look real pretty. And the only thing you're going to see is an overhead garage door facing east. Mm. We're okay about this. So this all happened via email the past couple of weeks or so. Um, it is an acceptable solution to us. That is this tall landscaping. Uh, we do want to thank the spawn sellers for discussing this with us and their landscaper and their landscaper and we wish to pursue this solution. That is, their landscaper said, hey, I can put up as tall arborvitae as you want, put it all around, we'll block it. Uh, we think that planning appropriate tall landscaping around this large outdoor shed is important to obtaining our support, and the spawn sellers appear to have agreed to be on board. Now, for a little bit of a twist, I don't know if this is feasible. Um, as a result, we wish to respectfully request that the zoning board consider as a condition of granting the variance for the shed that a, I'm going to call it, quote, side landscaping agreement become part of the variance. Since the spawn sellers appear to already agree to the idea of planting tall evergreen trees, we envision such an agreement could be worked out between ourselves, the spawn sellers, and the landscaper. It could be very simple. I envision a one-page scope of work from the landscaper. Here's how many arborvitae, here's how many yards of mulch, 
By the way, I'm the president of the Country Woods Homeowner Association, so I just went this. We're renovating the front entrance. One-page scope of work. And then the other thing that we feel would be important would be a one-page maintenance agreement that would also be agreed. And why, why a maintenance agreement? That sounds a little arcane. Um, and the reason is neighbors come and go as life situations change. And we have found each neighbor has distinctly different views on funding and maintaining landscaping. The spawn sellers are our fourth set of neighbors on that property. Remember, we're the original. Before them, the prior two neighbors did virtually nothing except to mow the lawn, resulting in landscaping that died or became overgrown, a real mess. After moving in, the spawn sellers quickly hired professional landscapers, cleaned up that entire mess, and made it look the best it had been since the original owners moved out. We commend them for that. Um, should the spawn sellers move, though, there's a very real chance that the new owner would not perform the necessary maintenance to provide for the privacy of the shed and that all the tall evergreens blocking the shed could die and be gone. We wish to avoid that. A couple of paragraphs could ensure that dead plants or trees be replaced within X number of days and that the landscaping be free of weeds, etc. As both the scope of work and the maintenance agreements would be part of the variance, this would then bind future owners to maintaining the landscaping around the shed. This would be in the best interest not only for us, but for the entire country woods development as well. We're seeking clarity from the board whether these side agreements could be attached to the variance for the shed. It seems to us to be a reasonable request, and we thank the zoning board in advance for their consideration. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. and Mrs. Romance. Appreciate all your yes. this. Thank you. Um, are there any other comments or questions from members of, uh, of the audience? Thank you. Um, you may be seated unless Thank you. you have any further comments. Thank you. Uh, yes, any comments? Mr. Chairman, given the uh, last remarks by the neighbors, <coughs> I'm going to read into the uh, proposed variance an amendment. It doesn't indicate I agree with the variance, but I'll amend it to reflect their point, which is to say, with landscaping around the shed that meets approval of the building department. And then to the extent uh, their points about maintenance are appropriate, they can raise that with the building department. Very good. Thank you. We'll look, look to you to make, excuse me. On behalf of the building department, I'm going to ask that we amend that to read the city arborist. You'd be more of an expert in the <coughs> appropriate plantings. Okay. Good. Um, very good. Any other questions or comments from members of the board? Um, very good. Do we have a motion then to close any further discussion? So moved. Uh, have a second? Second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Um, thank you. That brings us to the end of the public hearing. Uh, let's uh, move on now to the business portion of our meeting. Uh, first of all, uh, the minutes from the last meeting were uh, published, uh, uh, prepared and distributed. Uh, any corrections, comments? Uh, hearing none, do I have a motion to approve the minutes from last month? So moved. Second. second. Moved and seconded. Uh, all those in favor? Aye. 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 Thank you. Let's move on now to a vote on the application submitted for tonight's meeting. May I have a motion, please, to vote on the first appeal? Uh, Mr. Chairman, I move that appeal number 2023.01 uh, be voted on by the board and approved for consideration by council for a variance from section 1119.09D not to install the required public sidewalks until such time that the city deems appropriate for the construction of a single family dwelling located at 6401 Miller Road, 
Permanent Parcel 604-06-012. Second. Mr. Collin. Uh, and seconded by Mr. Caruso. Um, please call the roll. Ms. Gagliano? Yes. Mr. Caruso? Yes. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Collin? Yes. Mr. McCrodden? Yes. Mr. Hassman? Yes. Um, may I have a motion, please, to vote on the second appeal? Uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Chairman, I <laughs> recommend this Board of Zoning Appeals vote on and pass along the City Council Appeal 2023-02A for a variance from Section 1151.262 to place a shed in front of the building line as showed on the drawing dated 12-16-22, insert with landscaping around the shed that meets the approval of the City Arborist, period, end quote. Second. Had you completed your motion, Mr. McFrodden? Yes. Excuse me, Mr. Mayor. Thank you, Mr. Mayor, for the second. Um, uh, let's call the roll. Excuse me, a point uh, yes, of information. Uh, just so I'm clear, this motion relates only to the shed, is that yeah. correct? Yes. Yes, yes. I believe that that's yes. what Thank was you. moved and seconded. Yes. Thank you. Thank you for the clarification, Mr. Kahn. Uh, please call the vote. Mr. McCrodden? No. Mr. Collin? No. Mayor Ruby? No. Mr. Caruso? Yes. Mrs. Gagliano? No. Mr. Hasman? No. Uh, and now can we please have the second motion on the second appeal? Mr. Chairman, I recommend this Board of Zoning Appeals vote on and pass along a City Council Appeal 2023-02 for a variance from Section 1151.39A5 from the maximum six-foot projection to allow eight-foot for covered entry on a corner lot located at 6610 Morningside Drive, permanent parcel 603-21-077. Second. Second. Second by Mr. Caruso. Um, please call the roll. Mayor Ruby? Yes. Mr. Collin? Yes. Mr. McCrodden? Yes. Ms. Gagliano? Yes. Mr. Caruso? Yes. Mr. Hassman? Yes. Thank you. Uh, that brings us to the end of the business portion of this meeting. Uh, do we have a report from council? Uh, no report this evening. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Caruso. Uh, do we have a report or any comments from the mayor? Uh, other than Happy New Year, no report. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Um, are there any other uh, matters to be discussed or any other announcements to be brought to this, uh, this group? Hearing none, do I have a motion to adjourn? So moved. Second? Second. All in favor, say aye. 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 Thank you very much. We're adjourned. Thank you, folks. <laughs>